Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from The Last Outlaw, because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Woo! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man with the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good, man. How are you? Man, better than I deserve. Excited to be back with you today. We got a lot to catch up on. Man, you've been yeah, moving I know, and shaking. God, I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't missed the scrutiny of social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, God forbid I have an opinion. <laughs> I, uh, first of all, congratulations, man. Your documentary with the WWE was, uh, nominated for a sports Emmy. Yeah. It became a finalist yeah. and my goodness, you're so close. Almost the champion in another world too. How about yeah, that? Yeah, Almost. But I guess just going there was a big deal anyway. So absolutely. Um, yeah. I got to see all everybody from ESPN and, you know, sporting events are my favorite. So, um, and now the reason I was calling yesterday Aside from Manning, which I didn't bother Trump, because I knew that Kevin wouldn't be on time. Just between you and I. <laughs> um, Charlie Strong is coaching at Alabama now, and I'm going to go to the Texas game. Oh, that'll be awesome, man. Yeah, in, in Tuscaloosa. And uh, I'm trying to get, um, well, I'm calling basically on everybody I know to uh, get, I, I thought it had to be an NC, NCAA approved uh, event, but. Um, we're pretty close to closing it with. I mean, I hope we can close it with thirty thousand stores and a drink. Yeah, let's talk and about that. Run. I don't think everybody has maybe seen that. We've know we've been yeah, talking. Let's, about let's just take out. I'm very. We're close to signing with a uh, a major. Um, what would you say? A major company. A distributor. Um, a major distributor, yeah, without without mentioning names, and uh, then uh, um, double checking right now as we speak on whether it has to be NCAA approved, which I don't think it does. Um, I'm basically calling everybody I know in football to put in their stadium. Like we're talking, we're talking to the Rays, the Bucks right now, talking to Michigan, talking to um, Miami and Alabama. Wow. And and South Carolina. I love so, it. Yeah. So let's tell everybody what we're talking about. We know we've been promoting the Ric Flair drip here for a while on the show, your cannabis line, but I saw the can on social media over the weekend. People started tagging me in it. Ric Flair sip is now a thing. There is going to be a new Ric Flair drink. Tell us about this drink, Nate. Well, it's, uh, it's, it, it developed, it, it came along with 
with the people that do like the cannabis with Chad and uh, Adam and Aristotle. But um, they came up with this mus- mushroom-infused uh, energy drink. I, I don't drink a lot of, like, I don't drink those monsters and that and all that, but I, mean, I have. I've drank Red Bull quite a bit, um, especially when I was drinking a lot a couple of years ago. Well, I was still drinking a lot, but, you know, sorry. And uh, this stuff, but it will light you up. I'm not kidding you. It'll keep your eyes wide awake, and you just feel like alert. It really does work. It's amazing. I can't wait to check it out. Ric Flair Sip coming to a store near you. And speaking of the comings and goings in wrestling, my goodness, Andrade El Idolo is back. Man, did he oh, steal it on Saturday night or what? What a return. What a match. Yeah. Unbelievable. He stole it. I text Tony, and then he, they stole it. I, I don't know what direction he's going in the next, but man, it's just got to be positive for him. I mean, he reiterated the fact that he, you know, it's hard to say top five because there are so many, but he is for sure in the top 10 in terms of performance in our business without a doubt. I mean, if, if, I, if I watch that match back, I say he's in the top five. But man, they killed it. Both he, Buddy Murphy did a hell of a job as well. Absolutely. I thought they had a fantastic match. I haven't seen the ratings, but that whole new show, Collision, it had a whole new look. Yeah, it, it was awesome. To me it, blows, to me, it blows dynamite away. It was a fantastic outing. You know, Eric Bischoff's been pretty critical of uh, AEW Dynamite for a while, but he reviewed the show and he said it was fantastic. He thinks the real challenge from this point is keeping that momentum going because it was such a strong showing. It's one of the better, uh, quote unquote, first shows. That I remember seeing. Well, don't ask me to comment on anything Eric Bischoff played. Come on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in the rest of your fam jam. We covered uh, Andrade El Idolo, your son-in-law, making his return. But I'll be darned, as soon as Asuka gets presented her new championship, the queen yeah. is back and stating her yeah. claim. Man, yeah. uh, next verse, same as the first, Charlotte Flair at the top of the card. Yeah, and then and that, in my estimation, I'll never be anywhere else. <laughs> God, she, she's just so damn overwhelming, beautiful, athletic, role model for the kids, role model for the company. I mean, can't say enough good about her, but it doesn't matter the fact that I'm saying it, but when you've got guys like Booker T and, and, and Kurt Angle and that saying things, and I'm talking about wrestlers. Not, not people that think they know something about wrestling, but when someone someone like Kurt Angle, who is one of the top five athletes to ever be in our business, I don't know if he's one of the top five wrestlers, but he's damn good. But as far as athleticism, for Kurt to say that she's the best athlete, best wrestler in the company is huge. And then for Booker T to, to mention the other day that she has the most influential should be the will be the biggest star in the next five years. It doesn't get a better endorsement than that than people who have actually participated at the highest level, which they both have. Well said. I totally. Yeah, I mean, if he just made it say it, I, I, he, he's your dad. But they're saying it, and I mean, I hear it from everybody. So, yeah, she just got her. She's in phenomenal shape. She's so happy for them both. 
Let's talk a little bit about uh, what else is going on in WWE. Of course, they're uh, right around the corner from their big money in the bank pay-per-view in London, England. Before we talk about the show, let's talk about London. Man, what a big town. What a big wrestling town. It feels like they are wrestling crazed over there. What was, uh, what are some of your favorite memories of wrestling in London? Well, my favorite memory, even though I didn't wrestle was the 90, was, um, SummerSlam. What year was that? Oh yeah. 92, 92. Yeah. Yeah. 92. Yeah. It was right before I wrestled Randy. Um, but it was fabulous. I mean, the English, uh, English or the people in England love professional wrestling. Um, I had a great match with Edge over there one time. Uh, evolution against uh, anybody, you know, from, from Sean or Chris Jericho or anybody. I mean, they just love wrestling and they they love to buy the merchandise. So, you no, know, nobody does it better. Well, I think Tony's got a big show there too, as well, right? Man, all out at the end of August has over 60,000 tickets out. It's, uh, wow. it's a great time to be a wrestling fan in the UK. Oh yeah. And then, but the place holds 80,000. He has a chance to sell. Wow. That's great. Hey, I think um, with the staging and stuff, they have it set up. The rumor is that it's set up for just over 70. I think they'll get there. Uh, let's talk about money in the bank because uh, boy, uh-huh. the main event is something everybody is buzzing about the evolution of this bloodline storyline. There's been a lot of people, Rick, who say this might be the best story in the history of professional wrestling. Where would you rank the bloodline story all time as a wrestling story? Hmm. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I guess I would just start by saying the greatest storyline of all time, but let's and then we'll go from there was Steve Austin and Vince. Wow. Yeah. That's hard to argue. I know. That, I mean, if I look back on everything I've seen over the years, that is the greatest storyline and, and changed the direction of the business for, you know, for the whole company and for the, for the whole fan base. Um, but the bloodline thing has been, has been, has been good for them. It's great. And I mean, I, I'm just happy to see both companies doing so damn well. You know, good for the wrestling business. Yes, absolutely. Good for everybody involved. I wanted to get your take so, on I, the. I don't. Have, I don't have any criticism of anybody. And I, um, even if I did, it's just my opinion. And the reason I brought that up about Charlotte or Ashley is because other people are saying it too. Sure. So, that's why I think that that to hear it from your peers is very rare. So, I mean. Nobody walking around the locker room going, hey, you see what Booker T said? You don't see what Kurt said? That's <laughs> not the way it works. But it's nice to know it's there. It is nice to know it's there. And it's nice to know that they have uh, a new world title in the WWE. They've decided to create a new championship. It's the World Heavyweight Championship, and it's around the waist of Seth freaking Rollins. He's going to be taking on Finn Balor at the Money in the Bank ladder match. Those guys can go. I think that could be a show stealer right there, Rick. Yeah, it, it, but they're not in a ladder match, are they? No, no. It's just for the world title. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be a great match. There is yeah, a ladder match, good. though, they've announced, though. It's Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, uh, Santos Escobar, uh, Butch, Damian Priest, and they announced Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul was just announced this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. 
that's uh that's a big spot for Logan Paul. He has uh he's stepped up to the plate every time. What do you expect yeah. from Logan Paul in a in a ladder match? I expect that he'll try he reminds me of Shane McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> he's not afraid of anything. So I think he'll be a great contribution. I mean, those ladder matches are tough. It, you know, I I I took a lot of bumps and I've been only a couple I've been in. But I don't give them because I don't know how. Um, but guys, I mean, you know, once again, after after watching Jeff Hardy and and uh, Jeff Hardy and um, Edge, it's hard to think back. I mean, I, I can remember that spear off the ladder. To this oh day. yeah, it's like Mick Foley going through the cage and landing on the back of his head. I mean, there's just some bumps you never forget. But as far as uh, Jake is involved, I'm, I'm sure that you'll give him all that he, they pay him and more. <laughs> the, uh, the narrative that wrestling is turning around and is getting hotter and hotter is certainly out there. I mean, WWE seemingly is setting records for their live events each and every weekend. Mm -hmm. And we just saw AEW hit a home run with their collision debut. And now this weekend, I can't believe it. They've got a rampage on Friday. They've got a collision on Saturday and on Sunday forbidden door. You're one of those guys who was uh, around when WCW was doing joint shows with new Japan. Did you have fun with those back in the day with the WCW new Japan shows? No, yeah, I had a great time except that the interaction then was with, uh, I didn't enjoy it with the herd, you know, at all, but I, Obviously, I enjoyed wrestling Fujinami. That was great. Um, but that's, you know, at, at the same time, that's when I had to cut my hair and, um, you know, give it into her. So I guess I went back. I went back the next time with, uh, I, think I went with Eric to, um, I think, once to wrestle Muda. And then I went again. Uh, I, we, we wrestled a show in Japan after the, uh, Korean trip, which was great. Not great. I didn't like the Korean trip, but getting back and getting back to Japan. I love Japan. It's one of my favorite places to visit, but, um, you know, for me, I, I had some ups and downs with the promoters. Um, so I got it, it depends on the time of frame, but Japan is a great place to work. And uh, is, is that what Tony is doing on Sundays? That would check with, with, with New Japan? That's right. They're in Toronto. It's a sold-out crowd. A couple of dream matches on there. Maybe the one I'm most excited about, Brian Danielson versus Okada. There's also Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. MJF versus Tanahashi. And Sonata versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. But, man, that... Danielson Okada match. Is Toronto, is Toronto sold out? Yeah, Toronto sold out. Yes, sir. This coming Sunday, good for them. Yeah. God, I can remember after the Sheik wrestled there for years. And I mean, we started going back to Toronto back in the 80s. You couldn't you couldn't sell a ticket. Really? Oh, I was wrestling Steamboat for an hour. Greg Valentine and I against Bravo and Steamboat. I mean, we. We, we had to start from scratch. The Sheik had, had you know, done those. They, for years, they had had those sellout crowds where the Sheik just blew fire on somebody. Two-minute match, right? Right. 
it just eventually got caught up with them. It just killed it. It's like what happened with WCW when they started no showing uh, towns in North Carolina. And, and, and or the guys, the talent started no showing. Aaron to work when they wanted to. And uh, Eric didn't do anything about it. And yes, and then the war games in uh, Winston Salem. <laughs> Goodbye. That was the other day. <laughs> the town has ever recovered from that. And that's been 20 years ago. Think about it. You're a wrestling fan. The Carolinas was the hottest area in the world. Yeah. WCW just absolutely killed the Carolinas. They, they, WCW killed a lot of towns. Because the main events were going two minutes. Our guys couldn't get along and finish this. They drew the first couple times, but, you know, after a while, you know, look at the, look at the Georgia Dome. Went from 30,000 to 15,000 to 10,000 to 5,000. I can, I can specifically tell you why, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't need the scrutiny. I, uh, I loved that. I was able to throw in uh, my Google machine here over at cage match. It shows that you first wrestled in Toronto against Ricky steamboat, October 22nd, 1978. That's yeah. crazy to me to think what? about because so yeah, we going back. What was the attendance? Uh, doesn't say what it was there, but you did wrestle him quite a bit there. And, uh, you'd yeah. come back and as you mentioned, Greg Valentine and so many others, but I think when most fans, myself included, Think about you wrestling Ricky Steamboat. We always go to the 1989 trilogy, but here you guys yeah. are in Toronto in 78. That's crazy. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. We had a good time partying there, but there went over in the, nobody in the arena. <laughs> my goodness. Then my thrill of the night was having dinner with uh, Jimmy Connors and uh, Patty. What the hell is her name? His wife. She's beautiful. Uh, he was there for a tennis tournament. I, said, I hope you have people that we did. <laughs> it was brutal. Coming out the door, freezing cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's how I used to get married in, in Niagara Falls on, on uh, Friday and get divorced on Monday when I was at home. <laughs> <laughs> Niagara Falls was fun back then, so. Yeah, there's always there's always something to find good in every event, but we there it was tough getting people to come back. That was uh MLW, not major league wrestling, but Maple Leaf Wrestling. And that started, as yeah. we said, in, in seventy-eight. For, 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 uh, for Frank and Gene Tunney. I show that you did a lot of those matches, but then you ultimately did in eighty one um an MACW, a Mid Atlantic Championship joint show with uh Maple Leaf Wrestling. And then, of course, there was just a, a standalone NWA event that would finally take place in 1990. That would have been under the WCW banner. Uh, but then, of course, you finished out your career going to Toronto with the WWE. But, man, yeah. we haven't spent a lot of time talking about Jack Tunney, the promoter. I think most wrestling fans listening to this probably remember Jack Tunney as the figurehead president of the WWF. Exactly. But the, uh, the Tony family as promoters, it sounds like maybe they weren't uh, the most proficient here in the late seventies. Fair to say. No, I think they're great. It's just, you, they're not, I, I, I just don't think, I think that she had so much political power back then that he was able to call the finishes. Right. You know, it's kind of like he was, they were doing the same thing in Cobo Hall, killing Detroit. There's, 
you know, that, that it's, you know, I, I personally liked him when I met him. He was nice to me. He always dressed so sharp and that, but his style, it goes two minute matches and then, you know, blowing fire in some ways. You know, when you're paying a lot of money for two minutes or three minutes of wrestling, it, it's, it's going to catch up with you. It's like anything else. If you, if you don't perform an, over a number of, over a period of time for something that you're paying a lot of money to see and watch, you know, they're not, they're not going to come back forever. And that's what happened to Toronto, happened to Buffalo, happened to Detroit, happened to Winston-Salem, Greensboro, kind of like when Jimmy did Starcade in Atlanta instead of Greensboro. Greensboro was never the same. So a lot of promoters have tried to venture out and do things. Um, the only company I can think of that have gotten away with it Antonio, now there's two companies at AEW, um, but, but WWE and, uh, and Tony. So I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the, for the fans. Um, and I'm really happy for the wrestlers. Let's, uh, let's mention something that happened here. Cause I just stumbled across this and I knew you had wrestled him before, but I didn't know it happened in Toronto. July 15th, 1979, the WWF heavyweight champion, Bob Backlund is going to wrestle you when you're the NWA United States champion. Again, this is July 15th, 1979. And he pins you in 23 minutes and 39 seconds in Toronto. I didn't know that match happened that when you think about it, a WWF champion pinning an NWA us champion. That would have been unfathomable just a handful of years later, but it happened here in 79. Any chance you remember that match? No. Yeah. I'm sure it was just average. <laughs> you don't think you had good chemistry with uh, Bob Backlund? Um, I, it's not that I didn't have good chemistry. We just, it, yeah, we did. We, that's the only way to put it. Um, a lot of respect for each other, but we just, we just didn't have good chemistry. Yeah. Um, which is not unusual. I'm lucky to have had as good a chemistry as I did with so many different people with so many different styles, but Bob and I just didn't have the same chemistry. I would have loved to have been in the crowd for this one. It was July 26, 1981. You're going to be in a tag team match and standing across from you is Ray Stevens and rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And your tag team partner is Andre the giant. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. When you start doing stuff like this, the fans can see why I'm entitled to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing I haven't done and nobody I haven't wrestled. I've even wrestled, I wrestled Andre three times in single matches. You can believe that. <laughs> that is but crazy. I, you know, let me tell you something. Ray Stevens to this day is a benchmark. It's so bad that we can't find really good footage of him, but man, we could do work. Wow. Still my favorite. Well, it's uh, it's amazing. Once you got the world title, you became the NWA champ, of course, in 81 and listen to this string of opponents just in Toronto, Harley race, a rematch with Harley race, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk, Jr. Terry Funk, Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper with Sandy Scott as the referee. Greg Valentine. I mean, this is a who's yeah. who of professional yeah. wrestling here in the early eighties. And they wonder why I think I should have an opinion. <laughs> but, 
you've said that a few times. Did you get some uh, negative feedback about sharing your opinion about current wrestling recently? No, no. I mean, just in general, the fan, the fans trying to tell me what's up. Right. You know, they try to tell you it's social media. <laughs> what does he know? I don't know. <laughs> I am a wrestling encyclopedia. <laughs> I am a wrestling god. but at the end of the day according to the fans i don't know anything so who knows well i don't know about all that uh i do know that i'm excited for uh both companies as you said there's a lot of momentum on both sides of course this weekend's forbidden door time to be a wrestler man next weekend uh money in the bank we get two great back-to-back weekends and you're on the road seemingly every time i turn around uh, what are some of your upcoming appearances? We can let people know. Where you're going to be. I have to go to a, a next Tuesday. I'm off till then. I go to um, Vegas for an event. Then I come back and I'm going to Dallas for an event. Um, the 11th and 12th. And then I'm going to Raleigh with Fitterman, Dallas with Fitterman, um, back to Vegas for that thing I just sent you. Um, for uh, the cannabis and uh, all, all good things. Everything's great. Well, we're glad to hear yeah. it. We're oh, no, back. I'm making uh, two new car shield commercials in July as well. Oh, great. Yeah. So I'm staying busy. I like it. Well, we're glad that you're busy. And so was our guest. He was supposed to be here today and supposed to be here last week and the week before, but we got him covered either way. Kevin Von Eric is going out on tour with a show called stories from the top rope. He's going to be sharing insights from his career, his personal triumphs and his tragedies. Tickets are on sale now at emporiumpresents.com. They're going to offer a very limited number of VIP tickets, which include a meet and greet and that elusive Von Eric photo op. The tour kicks off in Dallas on September 1st on September 2nd. You can see Kevin in San Antonio. On September 3rd, he'll be in Corpus Christi. On September 5th, he's in Houston. And September 6th in Shreveport, Louisiana. The evening will be hosted by noted sports reporter Dale Henson and feature a special guest appearance by the legendary world-class championship wrestler, referee, booker, and promoter, and certainly friend of the show, Mr. David Manning. Von Eric is 65 these days, and he, of course, is... Of, um, host him. David's going to be a special guest at all of these shows, which oh, you know. I love it for him. I, I was, as I said, I was called David for this. He is going but to be I, there. I you don't want to miss him. Be, I think you, Kevin, might be late too. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good time. And of course, the reason a lot of this is happening is because uh, the Von Ericks are going to be a subject of a fabulous new movie called Iron Claw, starring Zach Efron. It's going to be uh, slated for a Q4 release, I believe, but keep up with all things, Kevin Von Eric at Instagram.com slash the Kevin Von Eric. And of course, remember you can pick up your tickets to meet Kevin Von Eric and David Manning. He'll be there too at Emporium presents.com. Man. I just love the idea of, uh, Kevin getting out on the road. You know, he's been on that literal Island over in Hawaii for so long, yeah. coming back yeah. home to Texas and going to get his just due and make some old school fans happy in the process. Yeah. Well, hey, it's an incredible story. You had to be there to even begin to understand it. Um, 
but no one can help with that better than Dave Manning. He was one of the most entertaining people I've ever met in my life. And I think you'll agree. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> He's fabulous. So, um, I'm happy for Kevin. Um, I was actually open to ask him some questions if he came on today. I mean, he has to be the, the richest guy in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know where all the money went. <laughs> no doubt he did well. And I think he uh, hit a lick selling the library, the world-class library to WWE. So good for yeah. him. And I'm glad he's coming yeah. back and going to get to, uh, enjoy some of what his family built. Like yeah, I've he, got a, he's a great, he's a great kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. But he is a great guy. And then the story of myself and the free version of my Eric's they'll last forever. That movie, I forget who plays me in the movie, but I, I was there every Christmas for 10 years. It was, remember I told you the lonely hotels. Oh yeah. And sometimes Sometimes the airport would close down because of the snowstorm and bail and come back to, to a full hotel. So it all depended. <laughs> no fun spending Christmas night alone <laughs> at an empty Hyatt with the bar closed. <laughs> no. But if the plane, if bail in, in Denver, in our Denver is closed down, <laughs> the hotel was full. It's the best Christmas ever. <laughs> Well, if you're looking to give the best present ever, be sure to check out rickflareshop.com. They got more Ric Flair merch than you can shake a stick at. Everything from autographed, uh, pers uh, personalized memorabilia to hats and koozies. And man, you got coloring books and everything down the line. That's rickflareshop.com. But if you're like me and you're looking for the good stuff, you can find it at rickflairdrip.com. And be sure to sign up for the woo letter. That's right. It's a newsletter that keeps you in the loop on when Ric Flair drip is coming to your state. Rick, this was super fun, man. I wish we could have caught up with Kevin, but maybe fans can catch him over at emporiumpresents.com. Yeah. Maybe we can make a show together. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. Why not? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We haven't got much more to cover. Let's, 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 let's resume this next week. Let's do it, man. We'll put a pin in it and, uh, we'll catch up sooner rather than later, hopefully with Mr. Von Eric and certainly talking about all things, professional wrestling, because the nature boy is entitled to an opinion, but design yeah. an opinion. It's I a fact so. you're going to yeah, love. You, you just listed 10 names. Why I should. <laughs> and we just got started. We were just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, thank you. Great seeing you. Hey, good Very seeing you guys. We will see you sooner rather than later right here on to be the man. Woo! Woo! Wings now open for delivery from Uber Eats and Postmates in these fine cities. Delicious anytime and the perfect meal tonight while you're watching wrestling. Woo! Wings, legendary flavors, world championship wings. Woo! For a full list of location, visit Ric Flair Wings. Woo.com. Join in right in action. Ric Flair Woo Wings. Amazing. Somebody read me some more. More Woo Wings. Woo! Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. 
On the debut episode of The False Finish, Chris Harris talks about his successful TNA run as one half of America's Most Wanted, and his not-so-successful run in WWE as Braden Walker. To be honest with you, I wanted out. I mean, it wasn't. I was. I was saying the right things to Johnny, like, "Hey, I'm going to make this work." But inside, I was thinking, "I hate this fucking place. Um, it's broken me down. It's, it's made me not love wrestling anymore." Um, I. I mean, I. I that kind of went. My drinking took a bad turn, and um, yeah, I just. I really needed out. Buff Bagwell joined Ad-Free Shows members for a live Q&A, talking about his road to recovery and sobriety and recovery from a broken neck. We took an angle between me and Rick Steiner that could have been a unbelievably long angle, and they took that and just made it into a one-night match on Nitro, which I lost my debut match back with a broken neck. Who booked I feel that like shit? that was a bad call. Who, who booked that shit? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com.